giving, right? And Jonah said, you know what? Look at the person next to you and say, thankful people are more generous. They really are. They truly are. Don't you just love the fall of the year? I love to go see the leaves. A lot of you go see the leaves during the fall. You know, you don't see the leaves change color here in Florida. But if you go just a little bit further north, you can watch the leaves and see them. And it's beautiful then. And if you don't ever do that, take advantage of it. Laura and I are going to slip off for a couple of days and see that uh, this fall. And so, you know, it's different times in different places. But it's a blessing. So I just hope that all of you this month, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving the whole month. And, and you'll be able to come up with some things to hurt your family. Now, everybody's through with Corona, right? COVID can go away. We're through with that. We have quarantine fatigue. We're just tired of all that mess, and we're glad to be able to come to church, so we're grateful. You know, this year, how long has 2020 lasted? How many years has 2020 lasted? Because it seems like forever, doesn't it? We're just grateful for it to end, and let's go on to a new year, right? But, you know, what we need to realize is that there always are things for which we can be thankful, even when we don't see them uh, every day. You know, I'm grateful that we've got our health, you know, and we're here. And we're able to worship. We pray for those who are struggling, maybe having health issues right now. You know, we've had a lot of time in our heads. You ever think about things and your mind just won't stop going and, and you kind of get carried away by that? You know, and so then you turn on the news and that's depressing. You don't want to do that. I told you last week about the guy I went up with, I bought a newspaper at the grocery store last Sunday morning and I had a box of Kleenex because Laura said get a box of Kleenex and the guy said, are you expecting some bad news? Because I had the newspaper and the Kleenex, right? I was slow to it. It took me a while to catch on as well. But, you know, today I went up, and the girl that took my money, she had her arm in a sling. And I said, what would you do? She said, well, I dislocated my shoulder. I said, oh, no, how would you do that? She said, swimming. I said, this girl must be serious about swimming. I'm not crossing her. I'm not getting in her lane for sure. She said, I think you're my boyfriend's preacher. I said, okay. She said, in fact, I've listened to you online one time. And I was just sure she was going to say, and that was enough, and I'm not going to do that anymore. She said, but in fact, I'm going to listen to you today when I get off work. And I was encouraged. I was so glad to know that. And so a shout out to the girl at the grocery store, and we pray for her arm to get better. Now, thankfulness doesn't have to be just an occasional act. It can be intentional, and it can be spontaneous also. It empowers us to deal with all kinds of circumstances, and it also helps us to generate more generosity in life. Now, John Claypool is a minister who went to the hospital to visit, and he had two elderly ladies he was going to see. Both of them were approaching 90. He said he went into the first woman's room, and it was just dark and depressing. He said that he felt like that woman was so unhappy, she started listing all of her complaints. The doctors didn't take care of her. The nurses weren't sympathetic and attentive. It was impossible to sleep with all the hospital noise. She said the sheets felt like sandpaper and the food was terrible. John Claypool said, I tried my best to cheer her up, but I wasn't making much progress with her. He said, I left that room and it had been dark and heavy and depressed, and I walked out of there drained and blue. He said, then I went down two floors. <clears throat> there was another lady down there about 90 years old. He said, my visit with her was completely different. I went in and she was just so happy to see me. She talked about how wonderful everything in the hospital was. 
She said that the doctors and the nurses were so good and took good care of her. She said that everything was great. He said, how do you sleep? She said, wonderful. She said, they change the sheets every day. That's just amazing. I feel like I'm in the lap of luxury. Everybody gives me attention. I can't wait to see who comes through the door when it opens every day because people are coming in to check on me. He said, what about the food? She said, it's delicious. And there's a wide variety of things, and I'm so grateful they bring it to me on a tray. I just eat it right here in bed. And she said, now, John, eating under my, at my age under my circumstances is a challenge at best. She said, I'm 90 years old. I've only got two teeth left. But thank God they meet. <laughs> what a hoot, right? You know, he said he felt like stepping back and giving her a salute. She had every reason to be discouraged and complain, but this lady was grateful. She had chosen to encourage others and to laugh and to celebrate life. Now, God's word has a lot to say about being thankful, and even science has begun to say some things about it as well. Recent um, booklet of Psychology Today lists seven different benefits of gratitude. <clears throat> Listen as I walk through them for you. Gratitude can open the door to more relationships. Think about it. You want to be around people who are grateful. You want to, you're just drawn to those kind of people. You don't want to be around people who are not grateful. You might develop a whole new friendship just because you were a grateful person showing gratitude. And if you show gratitude to another person, they like that. They appreciate it. Being thankful helps make us helps us make new friends. And then gratitude also improves our physical health. They've done studies, and they say people who are grateful have fewer aches and pains. They report feeling healthier than other people. They tend to exercise more often, and they get regular checkups. Being thankful makes you feel good. And then gratitude improves your psychological health. It reduces toxic emotions ranging from envy and resentment and frustration and regret and many studies show that it's effective and increases happiness and reduces depression. If you want to be happier, less depressed, then show gratitude. And then fourth, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. People who are thankful <clears throat> are less likely to retaliate. And they're more generous even when people are ugly with them. When we're thankful, it gives us patience with other people. You know, we can be grateful even in traffic on Panama City Beach. It might make a difference out there. And then grateful people sleep better. Hey, everybody wants to sign up for that. You don't have to just sleep during my sermon now. You can be a grateful person, and you can sleep at night when you go to bed and not worry about stuff going on, right? You know, it shows us how to appreciate. Just take 15 minutes every day and jot down a few things for which you're thankful. Try to think about those before you fall asleep. It can make a difference. And then gratitude can improve our self-esteem. A study of the Applied Journal uh, of the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that um, gratitude increased self-esteem and it also gave you optimal performance when you were an athlete. And gratitude increases mental strength. Not only does it reduce stress, but it also helps us overcome trauma. <clears throat> they studied soldiers who came back from Vietnam. And they said those who were grateful 
were less likely to struggle as much with PTSD as those who maybe were not. The reason I share that with you is because there's all kinds of benefits for our health and happiness from being thankful. No wonder God has so much to say about it. Our physical, emotional, and mental health is blessed by our attitude. It rids us of negative emotions. It makes us empathetic. It makes us less aggressive, less depressed. It helps us sleep, and it improves our self-esteem. So those are great benefits, aren't they? There's no medicine we can take to do that. And Proverbs, the 17th chapter of the Bible says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. You and I can have an impact on our own health just by doing what Proverbs tells us to do. You know, the word cheerful and the word thankful are often interchanged, aren't they? You can use both of them to mean the same thing. Thankful means experiencing pleasure, satisfaction, or delight. Having a thankful disposition is the best medicine we can take. Now, ungratefulness leads to uh, a way, being leads us away from God. Ungratefulness leads us away from God, but thankfulness leads us into the presence of God. So when we get ready to pray, we can just begin to thank God for our blessings and be grateful. Now let me show you a story in the Bible that shows this. It's Luke, the 17th chapter. It starts with the 11th verse. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria, Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise up and go. Your faith has made you well. Now I want you to think about that, that scripture for just a moment. And I want you to think about what it must have been like to have leprosy. In those days, if you had leprosy, you were an outcast. And you had to spend time with other lepers. If there were no other lepers, you just had to live by yourself. If anybody came close to you, you had to shout out, Unclean unclean so that they couldn't catch what you had. I mean, it was worse than COVID, wasn't it? Even though you wear a mask, you try to stay away. Maybe you've got it and you're trying not to give it to anybody else. But can you imagine, in those days, they used the term leprosy for a lot of different things. Some of the things that they talked about were things that would heal. But, but if you really had true leprosy, it was not going to be something that you would be healed of. Now, I love this passage of Scripture because Jesus says this. He says, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, here, I want you to think about it. You're a leper, and you had to go to the priest in order for you to be declared unclean. So you go to him, and he declares you unclean, and he can't help you. He can't heal you. He can't do anything for you except separate you from your family and friends. And now Jesus says, I want you to go back. And I want you to go and show yourself and let him declare whether you're clean or not. You know, I can't help but thinking that some of those folks might have thought to themselves, well, that's a waste of time. 
We've already been to him. He didn't do anything good for us. I don't even want to see him again. I, I don't appreciate being separated from my friends and family. But the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. Did you catch that? Every one of them had to get up and go in faith. Everyone had to say, okay, Lord, if that's what you want us to do, we'll go do it. And as they're walking along, sure enough, they looked, and the leprosy disappears. And one of them said, hey, i got to go back and thank Jesus. Now, listen, if you were a leper and you got healed from leprosy, where would you go? You know, I can't help but believe that a lot of people would go and thank God. I can't help but believe that a lot of people would go and they would say, you know, I want to see my family and my friends. I want to go see those people I love. I haven't seen them in a long time. I want to tell them. I want to see my kids and my grandkids. I got, I got things to do. I got people to see. There's a lot of people on my list. They can celebrate with me. But, you know, this one Samaritan, he said, I'm going to do all those things. But before I do that, I'm going to go back and I'm going to thank Jesus for what he's done for me. When I was in the hospital last year, I was in there 16 days. Seemed like 16 months to me. I, I can't imagine being there for months and months and months, but some people are. You know, I was so grateful to be out of there. But I told Laura, I said, when I go back to see the doctor, I want you to take me upstairs. I want to go find those nurses who took care of me. I want to find those techs that took care of me. I want to go back and thank them for what they did for me. And I did, and I took business cards, and I went back, and I told them, I said, now listen, so-and-so's not here today. It's not her shift. Would you give her this card and tell her I said thank you? I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. And so I turned to all of them, and I tried to communicate with them. I went to the doctors, and I told them how much I appreciated them. I just wanted to share that. You know what they said to me? They said, we don't ever get to see the rest of the story. We see patients that we take care of here in the hospital, but we don't get to see people once they leave. Thank you so much for coming back by. And boy, I just bragged on them and patted them on the back, and I met some of their bosses, and I told their bosses how good they were at what they did. And we had a little revival there at the hospital. It was just a blessing. What a wonderful experience it was. Well, you know, you and I, we have the opportunity to be grateful. We don't have leprosy, but we have an opportunity to be grateful for the way that God has blessed us and all that he has done for us. And it's a way for us to say that, to say, God, I'm so grateful. And as they were going, they were healed. The one Samaritan came back. He said, rise, go in faith. Your faith has made you well. You know, the other nine, I'm sure they were grateful too. But why didn't they come back and communicate that? You know, I have to admit that sometimes I'm not always as thankful as I need to be, and maybe you aren't either. This is a good month for us to just stop and say, now, Lord, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of quarantine, even in the midst of all that's different now in our world, we're just going to take this month, and each day we're going to recognize the many things we have for which to be thankful. Now, intentionally, we can give thanks to God. That's one thing we can do. We can be intentional about it. The psalmist says this, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And so we just thank God and we tell other people, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. Let me tell you how blessed I am. Let me share that with you. 
God has already done so much for us, and we need to show him our appreciation. There are many ways to do that. So here are some ways. Are you ready? I'm going to give you some ways that you can show your gratitude. One, consider keeping a gratitude journal. A gratitude journal. Every time something good happens, just write down on that gratitude journal what God has done for you and how he's blessed you. And then another thing you can do is set aside a specific time of the day to stop and thank God. Or maybe when you sit down to eat, we already say the blessing, don't we? It's a time for us to just stop and thank God. But we don't have to just thank him for our food. There are other things for which we can thank him. And then here's an idea. Have you ever written God a thank you note? How many? How much postage does that take when you do that to mail it, huh? Just sit down and write it out and let him know how you feel and share it with him. It'll be a blessing. You know, we do have a great deal to be thankful for. Y'all ever hear of Johnny Erickson Tata? 17 years old, diving accident, became a quadriplegic. Now she's in her 70s all of her life from 17. She's been a quadriplegic. They taught her how to take a paintbrush and put it between her teeth and paint. And she paints beautiful pictures. She's been in a movie about her life. She's written a lot of books. She speaks to people. She encourages people who have all kinds of disabilities. What a marvelous witness she is as a Christian as well. I remember when we were in school, I was in seminary, Laura was in the college. Seminary was very difficult, it was challenging. In our guest bedroom, there was a painting that was framed of Johnny Erickson. She painted a picture. And I would often go by that picture in that guest bedroom, and I would look at it, and I would say, you know, thank God for Johnny Erickson. If she can be grateful, if she can do all that she can do, you know, no matter what I face, I, I need to be grateful for what happens in my life. You know, I had lost touch with her. I hadn't read much about her, heard much about her. I Googled her. You know what I discovered? A few years ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. I mean, here this woman had been through so much, and now breast cancer, and she had to have treatment for all of that, and then she got well. Well, then the cancer came back, and it was in her chest wall where the breast cancer had to, she had to have treatment all over again. But now they've declared her cancer once again. You talk about a witness for God. Man, I tell you, that'll make you grateful for anything in life when you look at her and what she does. She said this one time, Today, look around you. Surely there are some small blessings, little joys, tiny hints of God's favor for which you can be grateful. Don't take things for granted today. Take them with gratitude. Be appreciative, despite all of her struggles. If she can do that from where she sits, certainly we can. And then second, ask the Holy Spirit to help you be more thankful. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He'll pour his blessings out on us, and he can just highlight those things for which we have to be thankful. Let me tell you a story. Back in 1940s, in the 40s, there was a little church in Notasulga, Alabama. Anybody know where Notasulga is? Well, it's right next to Lochapoca. Hadn't, hadn't y'all ever been anywhere? A lot of Indian names there. Lochapoca, Notasulga. It's right outside of Auburn, Alabama. There was a little Methodist church in Notasulga, and if they had 100 people on Sunday morning, that was a big crowd. There wasn't a lot of growth on the town. They didn't have a lot of money in their church. The town wasn't growing, but this little church held on, and they kept doing the best that they could. Many people would have said, well, what's the use? Nobody's really coming. What difference are we really making? 
let's just have a service and close the church and forget about it. What difference does it really make? But that little church in Notasauga, Alabama, refused to give up. And they just continued not to give in to discouragement. They kept coming. They paid the power bill. They took care of the preacher. And they tried their best to buy Sunday school literature and all kinds of information for children and for young people so that they might grow and learn something about Jesus. Now, on December the 19th, 1943, they had a Christmas pageant at that little church. Let me tell you about some of the children who were in that pageant. Mary Jo Randall grew up to be a foreign missionary. Gail Carson grew up to become a pastor's wife. Janelle Mitchell grew up to be a campus minister. Ray Morgan grew up to be a fine minister in Florida. Also in that Christmas pageant was a man named Bill Turner, a little boy at the time, who became the pastor of one of the finest Baptist churches in Texas. Also, there was a little boy named John Ed Matheson who later served and became the pastor emeritus of the Fraser Memorial United Methodist Church in Montgomery, one of the fastest growing churches in Methodism. Bill Turner, the Baptist preacher reflecting on that, said, the Lord only knows where I would be standing today, probably not in this pulpit, if not for the encouragement I received from that little church in Notasauga, Alabama, so long ago. That little church had lots to be discouraged about, he said, but they wouldn't give in to that. They saw their glass half full and not half empty. They chose to be encouragers to one another and to lift each other up. And the choice is ours as well. We can encourage or we can discourage. It's up to us to share what we want to share with others. There were ten lepers who were cleansed. And only one came back. Which one do you want to be a part of, the nine or the one? Ungratefulness leads us away from God, but thanksgiving leads us into the presence of God. Let us pray. Oh, God, we're so grateful. We are grateful for you. We're grateful for the way that you have blessed our lives. We're grateful that we're healthy today and during this period of COVID. We're grateful that we can be in church today and worship together. Lord, we lift up those who may be hurting, may be suffering, may be sick. Those who may be in the hospital by themselves and they don't have family and friends around them because they can't. Lord, we just pray for their healing and blessing. We pray that they might feel your presence. We feel, pray that they might feel the presence of your Holy Spirit touching and comforting and healing and blessing and strengthening them today. Lord, this month, help us. Help us just to stop each day and to thank you for all that you've done. We pray in your son's name. Amen.